This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. And welcome to another episode of Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom. And I'm Gwenolathlin. This podcast is dedicated to all the parents who went through pregnancy and said, I'm never going to do this again, and then absolutely did it again. And to all the parents who said, I'm done. That was enough. Make sure it never happens again. I'm still so fucking salty. You got a hysterectomy and I'm not allowed to have one yet. I know. Anyway, today's episode, we have an incredibly special, awesome guest who has a lot of chickens. Jen Hamilton. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. <laughs> so I have had the honor of giving Jen Hamilton a hug when we appear together at Hot Mom Summer. I have just been a big fan who was too nervous to say hello until oh. right now. So. Well, hi, friend. I've been a big fan of yours also. So it's mutual. All right. So we're going to open with probably the most important question you have ever been asked. Now. If you don't know Jen Hamilton, Jen Hamilton is a labor and delivery nurse. Um, she is absolutely revolutionizing the world of maternal care in obstetric settings. And fighting fighting misinformation on the internet in the best way. It's a it's an everyday job and it never goes away. <laughs> it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah, it's the unfrosted Pop-Tart is my favorite yeah. insult. <laughs> So <laughs> that, uh, that absolute shoebox. I'm a big fan of absolute shoebox. That's box. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I think the most important question you will have ever been asked, what is the best flavor of glucola? You know what? I it's like personally <laughs> the orange. See, I'm, I'm team lemon lime. Yeah. I don't remember the flavors I got. <laughs> so I've seen all this controversy of glucola and I'm like, I drank that three times and I just... No, no recollection. It was not that yeah. important for me. For our child-free <laughs> listeners, glucola is the super sugary, glucose-laden drink that you drink to check to see if you have gestational diabetes. Because because science, the regular forms of checking for diabetes don't work on pregnant people, but glucola does. <laughs> when I when I took my uh, glucola with uh, the littles when I was pregnant with the twins, uh, the tech handed me the bottle and she's like, all right. And she turned around and like entered some stuff in the computer and she was giving me the instruction. You have to drink all of this within 10 minutes. And as she turned around, I handed her the empty bottle back because I just tapped into just my 20 something college days. <laughs> just give me a funnel. We're good. Yeah, and then when go. the results came back, cause it was just the one hour when the results came back, they're like, well, those are pretty good numbers. We could do the three hour or we could just send you to the nutritionist now because you have it. You have gestational. Oh. <laughs> so I, I got to go see the nutritionist. She was lovely. Lucky you. That gestational <laughs> diabetes. Mm. Yay. Yeah. The, the worst part of the glucola for me was I had hyperemesis with all three. Oh, yeah. And so it was like, uh, it's going to make me sick no matter what it is. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be anything and I'm going to be sick. So mm -hmm. yeah, it just, I wish there, it was a cola flavored. It feels misleading. 
I wish it was fizzy. I feel like I could I could do better with it if it was like if it felt like a soda, but it yeah. really feels like flat soda. So yes, it feels icky. syrupy, mm-hmm. and it's 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 just a little too thick. It's not thick. It's just a little too thick. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, vis- it's viscous. It's a good word for that. <laughs> a good adjective. But that's. I think that we should talk about the things that we wish we knew before we got pregnant, because I think it's one of those things we all get asked all the time. How do I know when I'm ready to have a baby? How do I know this? Like, you're never going to be ready. That is my, that is my whole thing. I don't, I don't care how ready you are. You're not. And that's not totally negative. It's just, you can't imagine it. And there are so many things when you get pregnant and then you're like, oh, everything is so, there is so much to know. So much happening. So much. So I think my number one thing on things I wish I knew before I was pregnant was to not read what to expect while you're expecting unless you want to expect the worst. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That's a really good one. (laughs) What is one thing that you wish you could like just upload into all pregnant person's heads before they come to their first OBGYN? Now, you're a labor and delivery nurse, so Mm -hmm. you're not in the clinical settings up to. They get right. to meet you when it's go At the time. End. Yes. When you're when you're about to hold that baby, that's when they meet you. But you know that they have a long history of relationship with their nurses, with their MFMs, with their doctors. What is something that you wish you could just upload into all pregnant persons' heads that they would know and feel comfortable with and have internalized by the com- by the time it's time to see you? I think that it's that your experience is going to be your experience. And to not let anybody else's experience dictate what you should do for your own self. Because, I mean, I've seen so many mother-in-laws who are just telling you what you should do or what you shouldn't do. I've seen, you know, doulas are wonderful and helpful, but I have seen sometimes doulas um, trying to heal their own birth trauma through other people. Um, and that's few and far between. I just want to say that. But if you have someone who's telling you exactly what you should or should not do, run away. Run, <laughs> run the other way. Because you gotta you gotta feel good about what you're doing for yourself. And it's gonna be different for everybody, you know? Like me personally, I don't vibe with pain. I don't vibe with it at all. So I could not get the epidural fast enough. And then I help people all the time who that's not their hopes and their dreams, and they have a wonderful, beautiful birth without an epidural. Um, but it's the people who either wanted an epidural and don't get one because of somebody else, or they didn't want an epidural and they end up getting one because of somebody else. Those are the kinds of things that end up having like this unintentional birth trauma where it just didn't go how you needed it to go, you know? Oh, for sure. That's, I think we all, we all do a lot of research. I don't know. I do. I, I got textbooks. I, that's just me, who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I read all the material. I watched all the documentaries. I did all the research. And so much of it is conflicting and it can get so confusing. Yes. And mm-hmm. so I think it's so important. Like, yes, do your research, figure out what you want. And also check with your care team, not mm-hmm. just your mother-in-law, because yeah, there are so true. many different opinions that come through. So finding your opinion and then getting that informed by facts, I think is mm-hmm. the best route. Yeah. And I think that one of the most dangerous things that I see is someone having just a little bit of information, right? Mm -hmm. I see it all the time on TikTok or other social media platforms where somebody hears something, they have just a little bit of information, not 
anywhere near the whole picture. And then they go run tell that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then it becomes this like storm of uh, misinformation and fear around things that really don't need to be scary. Yeah. Because we got enough th- enough scary things when we're pregnant. We don't need stuff that's not right. even needs to be scary. <laughs> right. I... I wish that I had done research of a different type because when I first got pregnant, I too make myself feel better by learning stuff. And so I was asking all the questions. Um, my OBGYN, I got really lucky. She loved that there was not a word she said that I was like, what does that mean? I'm sorry. What does that mean? Okay. How does that, how does that impact? You this almost want to seem like said? you don't know as much because <laughs> you don't want to seem like you spend too much time on Google. So you're like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. This, can Can you elaborate <laughs> on that? What did, when you said cervix, what does that mean what for is you? That? <laughs> is that something I eat? Like, that? <laughs> it feels like a piece of cheese. Yeah. I, I imagine That's... it being a biscuit of some sort. Like, what does that look like? Did you know that summer is so close? I've been trying desperately not to think about it. And our kids are going to be home from sunup to sundown for several months. I love them so much. I love spending time with them. I have so many exciting things planned, but we're also going to have a lot of downtime. We need things to do for the rainy day that are going to keep them engaged and help them to be creative. And I found the solution. KiwiCo. Oh, it's raining and gross outside? Cool. Would you like to dig up dinosaurs or build a windmill? Those are the Kiwi kits we have. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where kids build an actual bottle rocket, help to turn outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. We've made the Bottle Rocket and it was incredibly fun. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com with promo code CHILDPROOFSUMMER. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo.com promo Promo code Childproof Summer. Once more, KiwiCo.com. Promo code Childproof Summer. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to stow away those jackets and sweaters and break out the shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Okay, yes, it's time to put away the sweaters unless you married a polar bear. I definitely married a polar bear, and he keeps this house at a number I don't want to say because it's too low. My saving grace is that I get to wear the softest cotton sweater. It's so cool cozy and it's bulky and I love it and I get to use it all year round. Quince sweaters are so good. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash childproof for free shipping on your order in 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping in 365-day returns. One last time, quince.com slash childproof. 
I'm an American. What is a centimeter when we're when we're talking about centimeter? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I need it in I need it in what do we what do we use? Is it called imperial? Like I need inches. I need, you know. Yeah. Like how many inches is my vajuju gonna have to yes. open for this? <laughs> yeah. No, but I I dove into the research and I knew about pregnant bodies and how organs rearrange themselves and neonatal development. So like before I went to my ultrasound, like I knew what they were going to measure and what they were looking for, and I knew the labor and like all the stuff that I could find. And then after all that. None of it went according to plan. Yep. And they handed me this thing and told me not to kill it and sent me on my, like, I really wish I'd spent more time researching motherhood rather because like pregnancy is such a blip on the radar. It feels huge while you're yes. in it. It is all consuming yeah. while you're pregnant. Oh, for sure. Gwenna, that is, that is perfection, what you just said, because it is so true. And there are yeah. people that ask me now, like now, because I wasn't a labor and delivery nurse when I had my kids. Like that was mm-hmm. like a decade ago. But they said, you know, now that you're a labor and delivery nurse, would you want to be pregnant now? And there's a part of me that, you know, would love to experience pregnancy knowing what I do and, you know, having my friends who... I work with care for me like that would be a cool mm-hmm. thing but it is so short it's <laughs> not worth ever experiencing that just for that and also yeah. pregnancy sucks so bad for me so I needed to like I need to remember that part I need to remember right. that part of like remember the bad remember the bad parts yeah well, use use that negativity to yes. your advantage this time yes that I need was, extreme negativity I I agree I wish that I had looked more into parenting but so when I had my first kid I was a teen mom I got pregnant when I was 18 and I had so much not shame I wasn't ashamed of that but there was this anxiety because when you are a teen mom people do look at you differently And so I wanted to make sure I was so informed and I didn't want people to brush me off because I was still a teenager. And so I did so much research. I had birth plan to the max. Let me tell you, (laughs) I read so many books. I didn't want an epidural. I wanted full natural labor. I didn't want to touch Pitocin until, you know, after. How'd that work out for you, Tori? So, okay. So here's what happened. (laughs) So what had happened was... What, what had happened was at the end of my pregnancy, at 39 weeks, I got a flu of sorts. I was very sick. And after a few days of that, I was still very sick and I was admitted to the hospital because I was sick. Mm. And when my fever broke, my water broke, which was fun. And then... I did not start contractions. My body did not do anything with that. And I told them my birth plan and they were very accommodating. They're like, listen, we can start an IV antibiotic so you can have the water broken for a few days. We can try this. And we started like Cervidil because I was very, I did not want to go straight to Pitocin. Mm-hmm. A day and a half in, they're like, it's probably time to start Pitocin. Oh, and no. they're like, <laughs> they're like, you know, and then we can do an epidural. A lot of people do an epidural with Pitocin. And I'm like, no, no epidural. We're not doing it. I'll just do mm-hmm. the Pitocin. And they're like, all right, you're brave. And then I labored with Pitocin for another 24 <sighs> hours. So I was like 36 hours in and they checked me. And oh, uh, I, I, I think 30 hours in, I did agree to get the epidural. And at 36 hours, they checked and I had not even dilated half a centimeter. Oh, no. And then I cried. Oh, goodness. 
And then I had a C-section. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Bless your heart. So every, everything about that birth plan, your body and your baby went, no. Nah, man. F that. That ain't F it. That. that ain't yeah, it. No. So that was, that was fun. And uh, I think that especially now with social media and everything, there is this huge pressure on moms to be uh, natural and to be, you know, like not have any intervention and stuff. And there are things that happen to pregnant bodies that we cannot control and to babies. And so I saw a video last night of um, a girl who was very upset because she was like 41 and a half, 41 and a half weeks pregnant and it wasn't happening, right? Like there were things that were going on with her baby that were kind of like red flags and it was absolutely devastating to her because she had her whole pregnancy had made this very, you know, like knew exactly how it should go, you know, how she wanted it to go. And then sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. And what I tell my patients is that, you know, whenever we get pregnant, we start researching. We we're, we know all the things. We know exactly how it should go, how we want it to go. We decide on things in our birth plan. And then that's kind of like in our minds, want planning a Disney trip, right? We're excited for the end goal. Our Disney trip is going to be awesome. But sometimes in pregnancy, we're driving down the road in our pregnancy and our car, meaning our body, starts making some funny noises. And we could continue on to our destination, kind of ignore those noises that we hear, and we could make it to Disney World. It is true. We could do that. But sometimes it can be safer to take an exit with our blinker, you know, take an exit and go to the mechanic and make sure that we get it taken care of and still get to Disney World. We may have a delay. We may miss our favorite dinner that we were excited about having. And it may not be exactly what we thought, but we're still getting to Disney World. And I think that sometimes, you know, we think if I just wait a little bit longer, it could happen in the way that I want it to. Uh, But there's such pressure to do it in that way that sometimes there's this grief almost of missing out on, on the on the dream goal of exactly how we wanted it to go. And neither of my pregnancies went exactly how I wanted <laughs> no, it to yeah. go. Yeah. That's actually that, that talking about that grief is absolutely something I experienced because yeah. with my second baby, I was like, I'm going to be back. We're going to do it mm-hmm. because probably mm-hmm. that first baby was just because I was sick and it was a weird body thing. It's just a fluke. Yeah. yeah, it was a fluke. And so we're like, we're going to be back. And then at the end of my pregnancy, my water broke and contractions didn't start. <laughs> but it was a no. V-back, so they couldn't induce. And then um, I was showing signs that I might start preeclampsia. And the second my water broke, my blood pressure had skyrocketed. And uh, so I had another C-section. Uh, and, but the third one, I'll tell you, my third C-section was planned. And the only downside of that one was when I woke up in that morning, I was like, everything's going to be perfect this time. And my oldest kid woke up with a fever of 104 while I was leaving for the hospital. That is so rude of your child to do that to you. <laughs> no. God, the audacity. <laughs> yeah. But that that day, because that was a planned C-section and I knew what was coming and the staff was so incredible and I was able to get pictures in the OR and that it was that it was so planned. They they yelled happy birthday when she was born. And that was so healing for me 
because I realized I really didn't miss out on anything. It just, that was what was safest for my body. My body could make the babies, couldn't get them out. (laughs) But we have the technology. That's right. That's right. When I first started on the internet, the the talk when when I first started like creating content, not just on TikTok, but like a little before social media got big enough, that's when the Reddit and the Facebook and all those groups were really starting to push birth plans. What's your birth plan? What's your birth song? What positions do you want to labor or deliver in? And it started out, you know, tame enough, but then it really got the idea of a birth plan and the idea of birth trauma crossed pathways mm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I really used to hate birth plans because I, I I really felt like the minute you put together a birth plan, you are setting yourself up to incur unnecessary birth trauma. And I am here removing actually traumatic, scary baby's heart rate dropped, prolapse cord. I'm 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 removing a medical emergencies where, yeah, that's going to be super traumatic to deal with. But like, I, I had to have Cervidil. I couldn't do it all natural. I have birth trauma. I'm not minimizing that. Yeah, that was super traumatic, but you didn't have to have that birth trauma. If someone had said something to you that maybe your birth plan is a good place to start, but let's discuss what happens if it doesn't go according Can to plan? Can we come up with a different word than plan? Because plan feels official and rigid. And I do think that it should be like, not guidelines, right? But there has yeah, to be a better word. Sometimes you'll hear preferences. Uh, but I actually made uh, something called ver- birth vibes. Because I, I like <laughs> vibes that, better, yeah. you know? Because it it gives me as your nurse taking care of you, the opportunity to get to know things about you that will help me create for you an environment of positive interactions. Um, So something that could be on a birth vibes plan would be like, hey, it's really uh, triggering to me if you touch my hair. Like I don't, that's bad vibes to me, touching my hair. Good vibes to me is like a cool washcloth or like, um, It is good vibes to me if you explain in detail everything that's happening to me. Uh, It is, or on the flip side of that, you could be a very anxious person and I don't want to know, only tell me, you know, just the the nitty gritty instead of- Does HIPAA require you tell me this? Then you have to tell me that. If it's outside (laughs) that, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So I like vibes. I like knowing things about you that help me take better care of you um, and things that you really do want to do or really don't want to do. Like I want to know the most important things that you are afraid of. I want to know the things that you are really looking forward to um, or the things that you don't know much about. Like all of those things help guide me as your nurse to be able to take the very best care of you. Spring has sprung and that means it's time for spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, or a flight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you 
points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all of your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code CHILDPROOF when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code CHILDPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code CHILDPROOF. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. So can I make a confession and an apology? Sure. Not to either of you here. So when I, when I was pregnant with my oldest and I went into labor, um, it was the day before my due date. Um, my eldest daughter arrived on her due date. What a timely person. Right. <laughs> but, uh, when I went into labor, it was the day before she was born. Um, cause she was born very early in the morning and I had a high water break and if you've never had a high water break, those don't tend to be the gushy kind. Those tend to be the drip, 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 drip kind. And so I knew that my water had broken and I had been contracting all day, but my ex-husband had had the, the kind consideration to get himself arrested. What a sweetie. <laughs> I don't know why he's an ex. Why are you not with him? He got himself arrested um, the day before uh, I went into labor. Stop it. Yes. And so he was in county jail. No. So I go into triage. Um, I am youngish. I'm I'm 23. And I walk in and I was like, I think my water broke. And they ask me all the standard questions. And they're like, did you feel a gush? I was like, no, but I haven't stopped dripping and I don't need to pee. I promise I don't need to pee. I recognize I can barely tell when I need to pee because there's a whole baby on my bladder, but I don't need to pee. This is something different. They're like, oh, well, it's probably not. And they swabbed me and they're like, sure enough. Yep. It's amniotic fluid. You're in labor. And this lovely older lady, she was in the triage unit. 
And she was just, you're going to have a baby. And I just burst into tears. Oh, no. She's like, sobbing. this is not the time. <laughs> because my stupid husband is in stupid jail right now. Dang. And so she's like, she just kind of backs out of the room. Like, like, my mom is with me. But she just kind of backs out of the room. And then for as much as I wanted to be bitter, that they're like, okay, your water definitely broke. When I knew it had. She walked in and she was so kind. She goes... I don't want to rush this process. What you're about to do is big. What you're about to do is probably scary to you. We only have four beds at this triage bay and you, we got to get you out of this one and into your other bed. And then you can be as sad as you need to be. If this is happening right now. Yeah. But we need to get you out of the triage bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to ask you these questions. And I know it's the t- worst time to do it, but I have to go through these questions. And so she was asking me all the questions and I'm still, this is my Poor social security Gwen. number. <laughs> and she then gets to one of the standard questions that I'm sure you've asked a billion times. Are there any things that you will need for religious rights, mm-hmm. practices, yep. or um, adherences that you may need the hospital to help you get. And I'm still bawling. I have not stopped crying. I was like, I need a kitten, seven candles, and the blood of a virgin. <laughs> I love that. Did she take you seriously? Or did she, she, she started, started writing it down, and then you saw the exact moment she processed. And you're just, out in Oklahoma. <laughs> You almost got discharged from the hospital that moment. <laughs> she's a witch. <laughs> so like she's writing it on her little clipboard because this is 2007. They didn't have the computer things yet. She's writing it on her little clipboard and she stops. She looks up and my mom who's in the room with me. She is joking. She does not need any of that. She doesn't have any religious practice. That is awesome. My mom was horrified she started laughing so hard she dropped the clipboard (laughs) did she really yeah it's hilarious she thought it was hilarious but we love those moments you know like whenever you can find humor in what's going on but can we talk about that's another thing i feel like we don't know before you get pregnant is what the actual water breaking moment is like because we see it in media where it's like this huge deal and you rush to the hospital and the baby's there 20 minutes later and it's like no yeah no no and that was when when my water broke with my eldest I had just finished peeing and I stood up and and it it was a huge gush and I was I stood there like frozen I was confused I was like I just finished peeing where does this come from what was that right because you you think there would be a feeling with it and there's not uh, anything it's just did I pee my pants? Because that wouldn't be the first time this week. <laughs> what just happened? Yep. For me, I um, with my first one, I woke up one morning and I was in a puddle. And I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. And so um, I called my doctor like, yeah, that sounds like it. You know, come on in. And first of all, ain't no way I'm going to the hospital without eating food. So I went through the Bojangles drive-thru and got a Bojangles oh, boba biscuit and a sweet tea. Oh, yes. It was delicious. And I went through the Bojangles drive-thru and I told the lady, my water broke. I'm going to have a baby. And then I get there and they diagnosed me with peeing my pants. And I got sent home and I had to tell everybody that I had already called that I was going to have a baby and admit to them over the phone that I peed myself in my sleep. I did not go back through the Bojangles drive-thru though to tell the lady. She probably still thinks that I had a baby that day. I hope she listens to this podcast. I hope so. (laughs) Oh yeah, I remember that girl. 
that's that's that was the apology I got to make earlier to that triage nurse. If you, for whatever reason, remember this dumb bitch oh, who <laughs> joked about murdering a kitten while you were checking her in, I'm so sorry. I never want to anger a nurse. Y'all people are a different breed of human. It's true. Uh, but there are two types of nurses that when the world ends, these two humans will survive out of sheer spite. One <laughs> is a NICU nurse. Yes, yes. The other is any labor and delivery nurse assigned to triage that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Y'all, y'all put up with the dumbest stuff. I am sure. Not not dumb from the person experiencing it. Absolutely not dumb. Like, yeah. The, the number of times you have to, with a completely straight face, tell a grown adult, you peed your pants and you need to go home. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, like, it happens so often that, like, it doesn't bother, you know, it bothers the person so much more than yeah. kind of like pooping in labor. Like, that is one yeah. of the most mortifying things for patients. I'm a poop ninja. You know what I'm saying? Like if if a turd emerges from your booty hole, it's gone before you even knew it was there in the first place. You know? I got make you, you a plaque that says <laughs> poop ninja. Poop ninja. Yes. I will wear that badge of honor with pride. We have yet to uh, release merch for the podcast. Poop ninja might poop be among them. It's got to it's got to happen. That's just part of parenthood. That's what it turns into. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a warm washcloth sitting right beside wherever you're pu- pushing that I use specifically for your turds. And it's a it's just a best friend honor that I can give to you is just to make sure that you don't have uh, dingleberries hanging out of your booty. <laughs> I think that's the thing is that we all know medical professionals are professionals and they have seen it all. They have done it all. They are never judging your body for being a body. Not at all. But you nope. can't stop being a human in your brain and you're like, but I, I don't want you to see me naked. I had a girl one time who came in and she was so modest, right? Like not for religious reasons or anything, but she was just a very modest person, wanted everything covered. And so I was being very respectful of that all day. She got to wear her own clothes and everything. And um, this is back before COVID. So it was when you could have a bunch of visitors in the room. And um, at one point during the labor, you know, it was really hitting, right? The labor was doing what labor does. And her father-in-law was in the room and she ripped every stitch of clothing off of her. I'm talking titties a swinging. And she (laughs) did not care at all. And I was like trying to cover her up. She's like, no, (laughs) I need to be open. (laughs) Oh man. I never, I never experienced that part of labor. And I used to feel like I was really missing out. And now I don't don't think you are. I don't don't think I am. I had my own own stuff to deal with in the post C-section. So, yeah, yeah, I, you know, that was fun. That was. (laughs) By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. 
for a little while. Anyway, their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart, or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. We're, we're going to wander back to birth plans because it's not the birth plan that's the problem. It, it really comes down to the communication, the expectations that you can set around that birth plan, birth vibes. But when you get uh, a parent who comes in with a very rigid birth plan, do you try to meet those expectations or do you take that opportunity to go, I hear you, I understand, I'm going to do my best for you, but... Yeah, so I sit down with them first and foremost before I even look at a birth plan. This is with everybody. And I give them my promises because I promise the same thing to everybody. I promise to be your advocate. I promise to listen to you. I promise to do everything I can to make sure that you feel safe and you feel supported. I want to make sure that you understand everything that is happening to you. So I'm going to explain it um, in the best way that I can so that you can make the best decisions for you. And I also promise to never let anyone touch you without your consent or do anything to you without your consent. And I also promise to never keep secrets from you. So this means like if I am seeing something with your baby, that is concerning to me. I am not going to pretend like it's not. And then at some point something happens to where now it's an emergency and you had no idea. Um, We're going to have conversations about possibilities on the horizon early and often um, so that it doesn't matter what kind of birth plan you have, you know that I'm going to do everything I can in my power to meet those needs that you have. And I think that very, very specific rigid birth plans are born from a place of um, maybe a little bit of fear of, of not knowing what's to come, right? And to need to feel like there is, that that autonomy is not being taken away from you. That is certainly where my rigid birth plan came from, yeah. From a place of anxiety, yeah. Yeah, and absolutely, you you know, you come in and you're having to at least it feels this way, is to give away part of yourself to people that you've never met before. And you're in a very vulnerable position. And there are birth plans that are absolutely born out of power 
And there are absolutely birth plans that are born out of fear. And we can tell the difference. Um, and I think it's so important that I meet those birth plans, especially um, from a place of understanding and from a place of acknowledgement of the anxiety that they have and also needing to go above and beyond to make sure that in every moment they feel safe in the decisions that they're making. And the other thing about labor and delivery is that nothing is an emergency until it is, right? So we have time. We have time to talk about things. We have time to discuss options um, and you have time to make decisions that you feel good about. And I always tell them that I promise you that if we're in a life or death situation where we need to do something right now, I promise that I'm going to look you straight in your eyeballs and tell you that. But until then, let's chat, like let's talk about it. Um, but I pro- I always do everything that I can to meet those needs. There was one birth plan that I flat out refused <laughs> to do what they were asking. <laughs> I've never had another one like it, um, but I did have someone uh, request for me to give their husband a cup to juzzle into and for me to slurp that up with a syringe and inject it inside of them. And I said, thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> I'll let y'all, I'll step out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, we know I'll the prostate glands are there, yeah. but uh, it's yeah. not my job. I didn't, I didn't understand why I needed to be involved in that process. You know? <laughs> that felt like maybe something you should have done before you come. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or, well, oh. after, but... <laughs> I saw one of your videos where you were saying how everyone always says the goal is a healthy mom and a healthy baby. And that is the bare minimum. No one expects to go to the hospital to die. So for that to be the bare minimum, and we're supposed to go above that. And I'll tell you, I had my last baby almost six years ago. And I have had a hysterectomy. I'm not having more babies. And I love watching all of your videos about about how you care for patients because realistically, I think a lot of us have had like negative experiences. We have those nurses that stand out in our minds that were just so lovely. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, two different directions. (laughs) There was the ones that sucked. Like I did have one when I was a teen mom who very much was like dismissing every single thing, you know, and just kind of scoffing at me. And I was like adamant on chest feeding. And she was like, your baby's just always wanting to latch. Just give her formula. And I'm like, no, no. Uh. And like really icky and like rude. But then, you know, by the time I had my last baby, right? Because I feel like the first baby you have, you are a little bit more modest. Like I don't, don't yeah, perceive don't my body. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. by the third, you're just, you know, it's out the window. You know, you've spent years wiping butts now. And uh, <laughs> that's my youngest. After I had her, I had the C-section. And that's in, in the realm of postpartum things that not everyone knows about is the postpartum bleeding. Mm, yes. Still happens with the C-section. Yes. I don't yep. know why I thought it wouldn't happen with the C-section, but I it thought does. it wouldn't it happen does. with the C-section. It does. It does. And I was, I was stuck in bed for a while after my last C-section because, you know, I had a lot of scar tissue. There were some things that needed to be repaired. And when I finally got up, uh, well, gravity happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was like it was like a waterfall. It was like the shining in the, the shining oh scene no. down the hallway. And the, the nurse who was in there with me, uh, she had helped me up. I stood up and this happened. And it was just her and I in the room. And we both laughed so hard. We were nearly in tears. And she helped <laughs> clean me up and make sure everything was fine. But it was, you know, because I hadn't stood up yet. And gravity yep. happened. Does what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. 
my my poor first my my second birth went great it was a planned c-section both NICU teams came in to see me because with twins I was a geriatric high risk multiples scheduled c-section can we also say like geriatric is such a rude word to to use yeah they make it sound like you're you know in the nursing home i was 34 i was 34 (laughs) and i was a geriatric pregnancy i know oh so rude but so i had everybody got to come in to see me so if you've never had twins and a lot of you haven't, um, when you give birth to twins, they automatically give you NICU teams. Hopefully those NICU teams scan over your baby. You're all good. And they go home. They don't take your baby with them. <laughs> that was, that was what happened in my case. Neither baby needed to go visit the NICU. That's wonderful. They got checked out. One got real close. One decided she wanted to fuck with her sugars, but we fixed it. The gel worked anyway. So with my first one, in postpartum bleeding, I, I did all the research. I stopped after the baby comes out. Like I didn't research anything after that. <laughs> so when it was time for the first post vaginal birth pee, she stood me up, she walked me over, she went, she helped me turn around. And that's when the blood pressure bottomed out night, night. and down I went <laughs> yep. face oh, no. first oh, no. onto this woman. Oh. And I, had just given birth. So I still had all the swelling. I still looked pretty much as pregnant as I had been 40 minutes ago. Um, I am not a small woman. This was a small girl. (laughs) She was maybe five, two and just, she, she was freakishly strong, but I think that comes with the nurse blood. But when I came to, and I I wasn't out very long, I I just very briefly blacked out, but I fell in doing that. When I came to, I was laying on top of her and she was just patting my back and the other nurse was running in, but she was just laying underneath me, just patting my back. You're okay. Help's coming. You're Mm -hmm. okay. And it happens so often. So fast. Yeah. So fast. It's funny too, because we can all sit here, all of us having had babies, Jen, you having helped birth so many babies and we sit here and anybody who hasn't had a baby who is listening to this conversation is like this is horrible why are you laughing this sounds so bad but we do it we do it and we do it just like you said we do it over and over again and it's yeah. crazy and every time you're like okay, it's so- not gonna be I, I know what to expect now it's gonna be better this time now i have one <laughs> final question and then i want to play a quick game and then we'll be all done done so this is a personal question that you can decline to answer. Do you know how many babies you have assisted bringing into this world? I wish I did. Okay, so <laughs> my friend, Stephanie, she started on like We used to work together. Um, I worked in the ER. She worked in the ICU. So we were used to dealing with old, lots of old people, right? So we come from old people to labor and delivery. And she started a few months after me. And I didn't know until like last week that every single day that this girl comes to work, she keeps a little paper and she writes like, you know, September 12th, you know, one baby girl or like she keeps track of it and she keeps it in a notebook at home of all the babies that she's helped. And not, not even like the ones that she, um, that she, like just went into their delivery to help, but like the ones that she actually was the nurse. And I don't know that number for me. And I wish that I did. It was something that I didn't even think about doing, but I see a lot of like new nurses on TikTok who get like a, 
a little jar a little and they'll bead have jar. the bead jar. Mm-hmm. We do have a bead jar for um, our lost babies. Your angel babies. Yes. We do have one of those in our comfort room so we can kind of keep track. But I want to get for our department next year, like in the 2024 year, just like a, a bucket, like at the nurse's station and we can all keep track of, you know, how many babies we have. But I really, really wish that I kept up with that because I have no clue. I don't even have like a frame of reference for what, for how many babies that is. Well, and it's, it's got to be difficult because there are times that you're assigned to one and then you get called to another one and then you still make it back for the other one that you were already assigned to. And then you're stuck on the semantics. Does this one count for me? Right. Is this <laughs> my baby? Yeah. And where I work, we have something called a rapid response OB nurse. And that nurse literally will get in her car and drive to another hospital if they have an obstetrical emergency wow. and because that other hospital doesn't have OB stuff. So like there's been times that I've had to drive to another hospital to help deliver a baby in the ER. And ER nurses are anaphylactically allergic to pregnant people. It's just a it's just a fact uh, because if you're <laughs> pregnant, we don't want any anything to do with you. I don't care if your ear hurts, go away. You know, you like you scare us. <laughs> so it's so funny to have had that experience because I used to be an ER nurse. That used to be me, mm-hmm. and now going into a hospital where that I'm the only expert in what's happening is hilarious. The last time that that happened, I walked in and this poor girl was in a trauma bay where there's two beds. So it's not even a private room. And there were approximately 47 individuals in this room (laughs) watching this girl. And she didn't have any family with her or whatever. And me and the midwife walked in and the midwife, I love her so much. Her name is Sam Weinhold. She's wonderful. But she walks in and she says, we are reclaiming our birth space. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I love it. Yes, and I'm she just gonna start. I'm just gonna start using that out. phrase. Yeah. Yes, we are reclaiming this space. Go yes. away. Go away. Yes. <laughs> and so, like a few people trickled out, and she's like, "No, for real, like get out." <laughs> so it was like me, her, and then like one or two other people because you don't need that many people in, in a trauma bed. Oh, <laughs> yes, and the poor guy next to her, I don't know, he was an old man in there for like I don't know, probably like hip pain or something. And so he's in there having to listen to all that's happening. I know that he was traumatized too, but oh yeah. man. That was a tangent, okay. but I loved great. it. Yeah. I'm here for all it. Right. <laughs> well, actually I said it was the one more thing. I always do this. I'm like one more thing. Fundal massage. Yes, not a massage. Yeah. It's a it's a misnomer it is it is (laughs) now that that is to help with bleeding yes Yes. Mm -hmm. okay and there's a lot of nurses who think that we have to massage every fundus every time no what we have to check for is we have to make sure that the fundus which is the top of the uterus we're just feeling on your belly um we're feeling that to make sure that it's firm and if it's not firm it's called boggy which i think that's a funny word um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and if it is boggy, that is when we need to massage because the uterus responds to touch. So if we rub on it, it firms up. Usually, bodies are so weird. It's, I know, like that. That actually is a real thing that helps. Just just give it a nice aggressive rub. That doesn't hurt at all. After you've been well, cut in I half. Can't, I can't yeah. tell if I was boggy or if my nurse was just old school. But Maybe both. Post, <laughs> post C-section with my littles. Mm-hmm. That was aggressive, ma'am. It is awful. I'm just always kind of boggy, I think. 
<laughs> just on a Tuesday person. afternoon, just bogging. Just, yeah. just bogging. All right. We are going to wrap up with a game. All right. Uh, this is for you two to play. I'm going to host this game. Kay. Okay. You two have to decide whether I said this to my pet, my child, or my husband. <laughs> I love this right. so much already. Okay. <laughs> Why is there poop on the floor? I'm going to go pet. I'm going to say you said it to your kid about your pet. I said it to my pet about my pet. There you go. Okay. (laughs) No, no. We don't do that to our butthole. Ooh. Husband. Husband. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Jack about hemorrhoids. (laughs) He wanted to lance one himself. I'm like, no, no. We do not do that to our own butthole. (laughs) What did he want to do? He wanted to lance a hernia. Or not a hernia. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps getting worse. (laughs) No, it's a hemorrhoid. I was like, no. Oh, goodness. Give me back my socks. Kid. Pet. Teenager, yeah. Oh, yes. She steals my socks. Just the ones, though, because she doesn't wear matching socks. Mm. Someone explain the mystery puddle. Kid. Or all of them. Can we do all of the above? Yeah, right. <laughs> you can go for case, any of them. It was husband. Okay. And it was vehicle oil. Ah. Uh, vehicle. I hope not in the house. No. Okay, it's in the garage. <laughs> Is that a spider in your mouth? Spit it out. Please let that be a pet. Please it let better be a, be a pet. That's a child. No, it was a child. No, no, no. It was a daddy long legs versus a two year old. No No way. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 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 Sometimes I instilled my fear of bugs into my kids. Uh, (laughs) No, I hate that so much. (laughs) Okay, and final one. That is quite enough of that screaming. The whole neighborhood thinks you're dying. Stop. Either the husband had a man (laughs) flu, or the kid got the wrong color cup. Mm. dog really the dog does not believe any other human beings should be allowed to exist on the earth Uh. family only full stop yes yeah all right that's valid (laughs) all right thank you so much jen hamilton for joining us on child proof of course it was so much fun we're so happy to have you well thank you this was absolutely amazing. Uh, we do need to hear from you, our listeners. Do you have guests you'd like us to chat with? Topics you want our hot take on? Things you just want to hear us figure out? Email us at childproof at betches.com. Be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram. She is Mama Cusses. I am Tori Phantom on TikTok and Instagram. And follow at Betches Moms on Instagram, too. And follow Jen Hamilton. Jen Hamilton, what are well, your... Uh, if you just look up Jen Hamilton with one N, I think you'll be able to find me. Okay. Because yeah, you've got some underscores, and I never remember where yeah, they are. If it, yeah. I don't even bother with telling anybody. Just just look up my name. You'll find me. <laughs> so you don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe to Childproof on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple and Spotify. It helps get our podcast out to other folks trying to break generational traumas and learn about weird baby things, too. And bundle massages. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. And if something comes out of your asshole while you're giving birth, Jen Hamilton and people like her will wipe it up for you. It's they got a warm washcloth. That's right. <laughs> We're ready. Bye. Bye. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacat and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. 
guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.